This episode of The Bryantland Show is brought to you by OnX Hunt. From Stone Mountain, Georgia, this is The Bryantland Show. Hosted by Proud Gamecock and South Carolinian AB3. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Bryantland Show, man. Thank y'all for taking the time, making the download, and coming in to listen to the great audio that we got here for you today. It's here. It is here. It is here. We have waited. You've heard me talk about it. You've heard me say repeatedly about deer season, deer season coming. I've posted about it. And now, as of today, September 14th, when you guys get this podcast, deer season is in in Georgia. It is time to grab your bow get out in the woods and get after these deer. I cannot express to you how excited I am that deer season is finally here. Definitely since I've become more and more into hunting and fishing and whatnot, deer season, my favorite time of the year, it is in. So from now until the middle of January in the state of Georgia, I will be in the woods chasing deer as much as possible. I got my bow. Everything is together. I think I've talked to you guys. Uh, I know I've posted about it, but I've talked to you guys about self-filming. I want to do more self-filming this year. So deer season's in. All the gears checked. I got my safety harness. Got everything ready to go. Starting to get out there and get after those deer. So I want to wish everyone, especially in the state of Georgia, a uh, great deer season. I know some some of our friends to the north and in the Midwest have not started yet. They still have another month or so. But for those of us down south, like I said, especially in the state of Georgia, deer season's here. Get out there and go get them deer. As for... The show today, my guest is Charlena McNeil, also known as the Huntress Woods. And this is a very intriguing, one-of-a-kind woman that really enjoys the outdoors, really gets after it. If you check out her social media pages, you will see all kinds of things, her killing rattlesnakes going after hogs, you know, just uh, very uh, active in the shooting sports. So Charlena McNeil is my guest today. Like I said, someone that I really want to talk to, really want to get a chance to find out more about. So I think you guys are really going to enjoy my conversation with her today. Now, we did have some technical difficulties. Technical difficulties, excuse me, just like I'm having technical difficulties speaking right now, but we did have some technical difficulties. It doesn't take away from the interview, Uh, so make sure you guys listen 
to what me and Charlena uh, talking about. Like I said, we had a great time, and I'm going to move on out the way, going to fall back, let you guys kick back and listen to my interview with the Huntress Woods, Charlena McNeil, on the Bryantland Show. Bryantland. You know, the best part about doing these podcasts is when I get, obviously, talking to people, but talking to people who start out claiming how nervous they are and they've never done a podcast interview before. And I try to tell them that basically you are just having a one-on-one conversation. So we're going to see how this goes. Charlena McNeil, the Huntress Woods, welcome to the Bryantland Show. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, like I said, when we were going back and forth, I've noticed the content and the stuff that you put out for a while. You you really get after it. I mean, you there there is no faking with you. There there is no let me, you know, take a picture with this or, you know, let me get over because I look good or anything like that. Like you you were really out here doing it and and I really respect that. So that's why I was like, well, let me get this lady on and talk to her and see what she's talking about. So that 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 is why you're here. I know you asked me when we were talking before, you were like, well, why you want to interview me? It's like, because you got it going on. And that's what I want to bring <laughs> folks to, to my podcast and, and put a light on them that, you know, otherwise they may not get. So let's let's jump into it. You good? All right. Let's do this. The Huntress Woods. Where does that name come from? Like, cause that, as far as I know, that is a you know far to, you know far away from your regular name, Charlena McNeil. Right. Well, of course I am a huntress, and I just didn't want to do the outdoors. You know, everybody has that blah 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 outdoors on the end. Right. So I was just looking for something different, and I'm always in the woods, so why not? Nice. Now when. You started like you now. Did you grow up? Because I know you're down in South Georgia. Did you grow up down there? Is this is this a lifestyle that you grew into, or is it something that you were introduced to and then you fell in love with? Like, what what's your? How did you get here? I guess to to this it's life. Def, it's definitely a lifestyle that I have grown into. I'm born and raised in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Okay. I moved to Georgia. Yeah, I moved to Georgia about nine and a half years ago. My father and both my brothers actually hunt, hunt and fish. Nice. So it's definitely, it's not new to me. It's, I've always been around it, and I've been enjoying it since day one. But I've gotten active. I started getting active when I moved to Georgia. Gotcha, gotcha. So did, how have your uh, your father and your brothers responded to, you know, seeing you all on Instagram and Facebook and all these different, you know, social media? Like, how, how did they respond to that? My brother, um, he's an active hunter. He um, he lives in South Texas. He's a hunting uh, guide for quails. And he also has a nice. nonprofit organization called City Kids Adventures. And he's been doing that for over 20 years. Um, so we are definitely active hunter, hunters and huntress. <laughs> so it's just in me. 
Yeah. I've been doing it for a while now. Just the kind of kind of in the blood, as they yes, say. Definitely, that, definitely. That's awesome, though, because first of all, you don't see a lot of you know black-owned guide services or charter services. So anytime that you can you can do that and and make that you know successful, man, that that's awesome. Any any uh desire for you to start your own charter or your own you know guide service or anything like that down here in georgia um once upon a time i actually did think about doing it um but right now i'm on a different different page right now i'm just out there having fun yeah i'm just just having fun with it i'm not trying to be in the spotlight or the limelight or you know the center of attention. I'm just out there <laughs> simply having fun and enjoying it. Well, then you you kind of you almost came to the wrong place for the spotlight there because I'm definitely going to put the put the spotlight on you a little bit because, like I said <laughs> in the in the introduction, you you are definitely legit. Now, let, I want to talk about something that is very near and dear to me, and that's hog hunting. Cause we were in, okay. we were when we were talking, we're going back and forth. I know you were supposed to get out and uh, sight in your rifle uh, to go and go to war on some hogs. Matter of fact, you had some uh, pictures on uh, on Instagram from your trail camera, some nice ones out mm-hmm. there. Is there the? I guess what's the the biggest hog that you? you've killed and and what's your strategy do you like going at night do you like going to the, during the day strictly rifle like how how you like to get after these hogs um, well i haven't had a massive hog kill yet maybe 150 pounds that's still pretty big that's good eating too yeah yeah it doesn't matter if it's day or night i hunt alone i know a lot of people think that's strange for african american female to be in the woods for one and then be in the woods alone at night. Crazy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> is that just how you prefer it, or is that just how it works out? That's just how it works out. It's like hogs come out at any time, day yes, or night. That's true. So I have this particular hog now coming out in the morning time and at night. So I'll do a morning hunt. i do a night hunt. It doesn't matter. I just want to kill it. <laughs> well, <laughs> Is it just, is it just that one, or have you seen like a big like a big group of them? Or I have two hogs on my property right now. Um, one has since left the property. I'm trying to get him to come back in. Okay. But this one particular hog, he's out there every single night, and he is like running my deer away. Mm. So we need to get rid of him. Yeah, especially with deer with deer season. Just un- exactly. almost, you know, around the corner here in Georgia. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I can understand the importance of, of doing that. Most definitely. What's your what, what's your go to uh, strategy for trying to break them in? Like, do you because I've seen all kind of crazy concoctions and things and I'm pretty sure you have to. I've seen people that take beer, mix it with corn, let it ferment, diesel fuel, some Kool-Aid, people, Kool-Aid, all of it. Yeah, like just all, and you know, molasses like, syrup, mol- peanut butter. Yeah, like now that stuff, you know, like molasses, you know, syrup, you know, 
peanut butter, Kool-Aid, stuff like that, I can, you know, okay, fine, I can get with. But when you start talking about diesel fuel and fermented beer and stuff like that, that's when I start, you know, I kind of draw the line. I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know about that. But what what what's your go-to when you're trying to get them in? Something that is just so simple. Apple corn. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I don't have any techniques, none of this craziness. It's just simple apple corn. I don't have it out of a feeder or anything. I go in the woods with a 40 to 50 pound bag over my shoulder. Yep. Bust the bag open and sprinkle it out everywhere. And that's it. And he comes out every night to eat my corn. <laughs> Just just keep it keep it simple. Keep it simple. But the rules of the woods: if you eat my corn, you will get shot. Oh wow! Okay. So (laughs) he's got to go. Okay. Okay. Pretty simple. Pretty simple rule. Pretty straightforward. So pretty straightforward. Wow. So we're gonna try to get after this hog on possibly Monday. Okay. See what we got. Okay. Okay. And then, like you say, you hunt alone. Now, where are you? Spot and stalk? Are you? You got a blind, or what? What's your What's your method? I have a tree stand, a ladder stand. Um, I have actually two out there now. I do have a blind, but I haven't put my blind up yet. There's no strategy. I have <laughs> I a trail cam, and that's I it. it. <laughs> I keep it simple and basic. Is you know, that, I don't try to disturb my property or anything. I go in quickly, put right. the corn down, and I leave out quickly. Now, is that is that basically just like from, like, learning from, like, your father and your brothers, just real, just like a simple technique, or is that just, like, something that it's you've just, learned on your, like, on your own through your yeah. own trial and, trial and error? Yeah, just self-taught, pretty much self-taught. I mean, of course, you don't want to go in and disturb anything on the property because, they're used to seeing things a certain way all right. the time. Right. You don't want to tip so them I off. Just, right. So I just quickly go in and drop the corn and get out of there. Man. That, I, hey, I respect that. That is simple, straightforward, to the point, without, you know, doing a whole lot of rigmarole. Now, have you, exactly. Have you ever gone after them with a bow? I have not yet. I have not yet. This season is gonna. I'm gonna switch it up just a little bit. Like I'm not, and I know people are like, "What? She doesn't. She doesn't. She's not a big bow fan." I'm not a real big bow fan. I really am not. I'm a rifle girl. I'd love to smell <laughs> that powder in my nose, you know. <laughs> but this season, I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. Okay. Okay. Definitely. Well, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to the whole powder and stuff here in a moment. But since you brought it up, like with the with the bow, I I will say this. I will encourage you to go if you can to go after that hog. I know you're in a time crunch right now. You just want to get them gone. But if you have the you know have some time, I encourage you to go after you know some hogs with a bow or whatever because it is a very you know how you talk about how you love the smell of the powder and um and whatnot bow hunting though is to me is just a very like invigorating like 
feeling like of accomplishment when you, especially when you can take that animal down, you know, with a compound bow and a, and a broadhead on an arrow. I mean, there's nothing like it, especially if you get them in close. I mean, I've said this a million times. People that listen to my podcast, they know that I'm I'm all about bow hunting. You know, get up there, get that animal in close, you know, and try to put that kill shot on them. I'm telling you, the first time that you do it, the first time that you're successful, you're going to think a lot. You're going to think twice. You're going to think a lot about <laughs> picking up that rifle. I'm just telling you. So just, just, and I, I, just be prepared I've gotten that, that a lot. I've gotten that a lot. And I, I actually totally agree with you because shooting a compound bow is pure skill. It is totally different than a rifle, especially a rifle with a scope on it versus the open, you know. Like an open face. Yeah. Yep. So I definitely would agree with you. And I'm, I, like I said, I'm going to switch it up this year and I might do half and half. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Nothing wrong. Uh, nothing wrong with that i you know and it's funny because i hear people always say that you know like bow hunting it you know involves a lot of skill which it does i mean i work at it a lot you know i shoot my bow a lot or whatever but i i also feel like there is and i could be wrong but there is a certain amount of skill that goes into shooting a rifle or shooting a shotgun or whatever because i i am not nearly as accurate with either of those as I am with my bow. And I think it's because, you know, you don't spend, I don't spend as much time, uh, you know, with those firearms as much as I should in order to get the accuracy that I like. Right, right, right. I can totally understand that. And I'm the opposite, you know, with the bow. I don't spend that much time with my bow as I do with my rifle. Now, what kind of bow are you shooting? Because I saw I saw some pictures of you with your bow. What 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 are you? I'm what? shooting a a bow, um, a bear cruise. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That the crazy something simple. Just I was simple. about to say it, it is very simple, but I can attest that it works because when I got into bow hunting, I didn't want to, you know, plop down a lot of money at first. And the first bow I had was a cruiser because it's so, I mean, it's just so adjustable for any kind of like skill level, like for starting off or if you've been hunting for a while, I mean, bear makes a great bow and it gets the job done. I killed my first hog with it. I killed my first deer, my first buck with it. So it, it definitely gets it done. And I kind of passed it off uh, to my son now. So the the bear definitely get gets it done, and then once I got hooked after getting those kills, I upgraded and and got myself a Matthews that I just hold right. on to and I hold dearly. So bear definitely a great bow. So maybe when I get my first hog kill with my bow, I might upgrade to something else. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that, we'll that, I'm, t- I'm telling you, once you kill something with a bow whether it be a bear hog like I, i've killed hogs i've killed deer i've killed uh turkey all with a bow and it i'm telling you it just changes you you're gonna look at things a little bit differently you're gonna walk past that rifle and you're gonna you're gonna pat on it and be like well not today girly it, it, it's, <laughs> as you walking out to the woods i'm telling you oh no now, I, I don't know about that. I can't foresee that. <laughs> <laughs> I love my rifles, now, especially my thirty thirty. I was gonna say I, I was gonna ask you what what your what, what your arsenal look like and then what's your favorite one. Oh, 
Let's see. Well, I have a 12-gauge shotgun. I have a 30 out 6 I have a Hell Canyon bolt action long range rifle. Mm-hmm. I have a 22 rifle. What else do I have? The 3030, a 9 mil, and a 380. And I'm thinking about getting a Glock. Wow. 19. So you're just, just, just ready, for, ready for war. <laughs> I mean, I think I have have enough to put down any type of animal. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, and it, and a divert a, a a diverse arsenal. So that is nothing wrong with that. Did did that you know love for like rifles and stuff was that fostered by your dad? Like, is he a rifle mm-hmm. guy or is that just again something that you know you kind of picked mm-hmm. one up, started finagling with it, and was like, you know what, this is it. No, actually, my father, he had a recurve bow. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> now, you talk, now, that's a whole nother skill set right there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> I don't even know where I picked up the love for guns from. It's just like when I got that first one in my hand and I shot it, I was amazed. And I've been collecting them ever since. <laughs> Well, we we know where all the uh, all the discretionary income goes to in the McNeil house. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, but my favorite would be definitely my thirty thirty. Um, that's my baby. Yeah. I, when I have her in my hands, I feel like Annie Oakley because you know it's the lever <laughs> action. Yeah. So. I can see. Uh-huh. I, I, I can just see love that. her. I can see that Annie Oakley. Oh yeah, she's my go-to gun rifle i mean she's accurate she's on point she never lets me down she's my like my best friend <laughs> like tupac said one uh once upon a time me and my girlfriend we did a whole song <laughs> talking about a gun all he need in this life of sin is sin me and my girlfriend <laughs> right so man uh well let me ask you this before I want to kind of jump back, like to the bows. I saw you with your son, and y'all were doing the the mother son thing, which I think is just so awesome, mm-hmm. shooting bows and stuff like that. Does he go out with you? Do you guys? I know you say you like to hunt hogs and stuff by yourself, but do you guys like get in a couple of hunts together? Like, or does he just enjoy like target shooting or? Or what? How um, how does he, that work? He's actually in the army. Um, that picture, he was coming down to visit. He was stationed in Japan, mm-hmm. and um, he had never had a bow in his hand before. Oh! I gave him a quick five minute lesson. Mm-hmm. He pulled it back, and he was dead on. Wow! So he now he's thinking about purchasing a bow. Don't know if he'll actually hunt with it, but he was very excited about it. He's definitely thinking about purchasing one. Wow, that's that that that's uh, Grandpa in the blood right there. The oh pull, yeah, oh yeah. Pull it back, very first time bullseye. I, I don't know how many times it took me to hit the bullseye when I was when I first started with my bow, but it definitely wasn't yeah. the first time. Yeah, he was dead on, and we we all were surprised, <laughs> but he was dead on. Wow! Now is that that your 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 baby, your only one, or do you? 
Say that again. I said, is that your, is he the the baby, the oldest, your only one, or? He's the oldest. I have two kids, a boy and a girl. He's the oldest. Okay. Okay. Nice. Nice. So we're trying to get the baby into at least fishing. She's um, what I call a city girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, all I can say is just keep, keep at her. My, my daughter, she is 13 now, but when I would take her fishing as a youngster, I will say she was the first one to bait her own hook. Like I was still, when they were, you know, like five, six or whatever, I was baiting my son's hook. And he hates when I tell this story, but I was baiting his hook. She would go and snatch out the chicken liver just right out of the pack, blood and all, and bait her own hook and not wow. think twice about it. That's now, awesome. Now, she won't That's hunt. That's my girl. <laughs> she won't hunt. She wants no part of the hunting. Matter of fact, she's not overly excited about it. Like, unless it's like a predator hunt or something like that, you know, getting rid of animals that hurt deer or turkeys or whatever. But outside of that, she doesn't really like it. She'll fish all day. And I always tell her she I've never seen her turn her plate down whenever I whenever I cook, you know, something that I've killed mm-hmm. or whatever. But stay wow, awesome. Stay after her though. And my son, he you know, he'll go and uh he'll he'll go out with me, but my thing with him is just always trying to get him, you know, to practice and stay engaged and stuff. But I don't push him, you know, like I, mm-hmm. I would like for him to do more, but you know, I don't, I don't push them. I kind of let them find their own way. So I'm sure right. with the with a with a little nudge, like I say, not a push, but a little nudge, I'm sure baby girl will get out there with you, especially when she sees all the great things that her mama's doing. Uh, no, she's not going to get in the woods. I can tell you that right now. But she definitely <laughs> will fish. <laughs> she definitely will fish. I taught her how to fish. Um, okay. But, oh, my God, it was a couple of months ago, I went to visit her and, you know, I had the uh, fishing poles with me and everything. And she had hers. I had mine. And I asked, her, I said, do you have any um, chicken breast? She was like, yeah, I got chicken breast. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to cut the chicken breast up so we can use it for bait. And she's like, no, you don't have to worry about it. It's already cut up. I was like, cool, let's go then. We got out there to fish. I was like, okay, um, give me the chicken. She handed me a bag of roasted chicken. I was going to ask you, was, was the like, chicken oh raw my or was God. it already cooked? It was cooked and seasoned. <laughs> I said, is this city girl? <laughs> <laughs> so was it the process, like the the like chicken that you get? When you make it like fajitas or whatever? or what did Yes, she... <laughs> exactly. Couldn't even put the chicken on the hook. Chicken just floating in the water. That is hilarious. But the fish were tearing it up. But we couldn't get was, the fish on the hook. Yeah, that's a, that. That's always the aggravating part when you got you got a, You feel like you got a good bait, but they just sit there and they just nibble nibble it all to hell, but never get on the hook. Right, but we had a good laugh, very good laugh, and <laughs> awesome bonding from that. Oh man, that is hilarious! And I bet you she it pulled. She pulled it out like she had done something too, didn't she? She was proud. Oh yeah, it. yeah! I got this chicken, mama. Don't even worry about it. I got you. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing! And what? What? So, 
What about baby boy? What baby boy is he all in the video? Oh, he's games? In, he's oh no 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 he's an adult. <laughs> They're both adult kids. No, we don't do the video games, but okay. he definitely will go out in the woods. He you know he loves the guns as well. He will sh- shoot. He'll hunt. He'll fish. He'll do whatever. He's nice. he's an outdoor person. Nice, nice. Yeah, but we still working on baby girl. <laughs> that is too <laughs> funny. Gee. I got the chicken. <laughs> she had that chicken. Now, we was talking, I know one thing, one other thing before I move on about we're just going to go back to the hogs. I know we were talking about sighting, sighting it in, uh, you were going to sight in a gun uh, or rifle for your hog hunt. So it's not going to be the thirty thirty that you got, you sighting in something different? No, I'm going to have to let her stay home by herself. I'm going to do the 30 out six. Okay. Yeah, we're going to cite that in tomorrow. And uh, get that one rocking and rolling. That's a powerful gun. Try to knock down this hog. I want to make sure he stays down. That's why I'm bringing out my 30 out six. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Especially if you're out there. You talking about at night and fooling around by. Oh, yeah. We don't have time to play. <laughs> wow. We definitely don't have time to play. Now, you have a military background as well, or, like, did you play, Um, like, sports or anything like that? I didn't play sports. I've never been in the military. Pretty much a loner, you know? Yeah. I guess that's why I hunt alone as well. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Right. You know, like I said, I I like to get out there with my son and... And, you know, we have a good time. We're sitting in the blind and stuff like that. And, you know, I'll mm-hmm. take him as much as he wants to go. But that's that's why I love, like, deer hunting because I can do it by myself. I, you know, find places to go, you know, get up in a tree and, man, just, you know, be to yourself, be by yourself, breathe in the air, all the cliches, breathe in the exactly. air, seeing the sunshine. But, but more importantly, like I said, you get out there, and you can finally just hear yourself think. And exactly. you can and hear not... the thoughts in your head. And and so, yeah, I, I like hunting alone, too. So I, I totally get where you're coming from. Right. And it's not always about the kill, you know? Right. It's just the, the peace. Just yeah. the calming and all of that. Just take it all in. Now, I, Sometimes, want... I mean, I could be out there for hours just sitting there. And it is, it it is peaceful, especially when you're out there, and especially if it's comfortable. But I always tell people, I do not turn my, I do not turn up my nose or turn my back on a nice forty-five minute, hour-long sit. Now, if you, <laughs> you know, we get out there and we're in the tree at seven, and then I got a deer on the ground at nine at eight thirty-nine. I'm not gonna be like, oh man, <laughs> like I'm going. <laughs> I'm going to take that. I'll take that hour and a half, two hours sit where I can get them. But, yeah, if you just sitting in there and, you know, just enjoying the woods and just, you know, being to yourself, there, there's nothing like it. Exactly. Totally agree. Totally. Oh. Now, I, I just I asked because I know, like, with the, the physicality that I've seen on some of your pictures, you know, throwing – snakes around and redfish and going after stingrays and stuff like that. I just didn't know if you had like any kind of physicality as far as like in your background or whatever, if it's just part of just enjoying getting after it, being in the outdoors. Just enjoying it, being out there, 
just taking it all in. Nothing wrong with that. Now, I saw a picture that kind of struck a chord with me, and and it was funny because... Struck a chord? Uh-oh. Well... <laughs> Uh-oh. Because <laughs> oh, I thought it, like, when I saw the pit, well, it was two pictures. One of them I half looked at, and then the other one I was just really just like, wow, okay. Um, it was the aromatherapy. And when you all when you think about aromatherapy, at least for me, and I, you know, I'll speak for myself. When you think of aromatherapy, you think about you know aromatherapy candles, and you know women sitting around and drinking a glass of wine, maybe in the bathtub, and you know just you know just being me and being a woman, just being you know like all all of those things. But in that aromatherapy picture that you got. It's a freaking uh, shotgun. I think it's a shotgun, either shotgun or or rifle, uh, and the smoke coming from out of that, and it just says aromatherapy. And I know that you have talked about you know loving you know your rifle and the gun smoke and how that smell gets to you i just i thought that picture was pretty unique because i'd never seen anything like that and i've never seen aromatherapy used to mesh in uh with gunpowder oh most definitely most definitely (laughs) i don't know what it is about that smell it just gets to you it's like i gotta have it like going to the gun range it's like you get a withdrawal you know you just got to go to the gun range. So, yeah, that's what I meant by that aromatherapy. You just got to have it. So are you, are you sitting around drinking wine with gun, with gunpowder candles? <laughs> no, you go to the gun range and, and do all that. Just leave the wine at home. Okay. Fair enough. Fair. That's fair. Fair enough. But, no, I thought that was uh, – I thought that was interesting. Like I said, when you when you think about aromatherapy, gunpowder is not the first thing that comes to mind. But I thought that was pretty unique. And, and I'm, I, gonna have, look, I'm gonna have to do another one since you mentioned that. <laughs> you should. You 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 definitely should. I mean, I know that there are a lot of a lot of ladies out there nowadays that are getting out there, going and joining, you know, the gun range and enjoying. You know, outdoors and shooting and shooting sports and stuff like that. So you definitely put you put it out there, and I and you won't be disappointed in the response. I guarantee you. I'll definitely do that and tag you in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. You can definitely <laughs> you can do that. So, like I was saying, the other picture. You had like the big rattler, and oh yeah, I'm gonna just say it like this, and, and people can take it out and want. I don't do snakes, okay. Let's, mm-hmm. let's start. Let's start there. I know that you know they're out there. My club manager, I marvel at him because every time I turn around, he is posting pictures of snakes that he is seeing around the club now granted they are dead snakes and his table as he pointed out to me because i said i was like damn dude every time i turn around you post a picture of a snake and he was like well they dead and i was like okay 
I said, that's, that's fair, but I don't know if I want to go anywhere with you because every time you turn around, you attracting snakes, bro. Like, I, I, I don't know about this. So you got this Jurassic Park-sized freaking rattler. What happened? What is about the best way that I could ask that? This particular day definitely changed the way I enter and exit the woods. First mm. of all, I never go in the woods without my snake boots on. Right. Now, I never go in the woods without actually looking down on the ground and seeing where I'm, seeing where I'm going. This particular day, I was dropping my corn, as I always do, head straight up in the air, not paying attention to anything, walk, walk right past the snake. Oh, my like, Jesus. He didn't rattle or anything. Mm. And I didn't know he was there. Somebody come pick my skin up off the ground. <laughs> As I was leaving the woods, I walked right past him again. But this time, he raised up and was ready to strike. Oh. So he had to be executed. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, yeah. <laughs> there's no second guessing to that. <laughs> no second guessing. I mean, I know I was in his house, but we were sharing the house that day. <laughs> Man. But he had to go. I probably would have left him there if he wouldn't have raised up, you know? Right. But um, once he did that, it was like, the threat is on. Let's get rid of him. That's exactly what I did. Wow. See, and I, see, I couldn't get that close even to, like, to take that picture that you took. I mean, see, with a shovel, and I mean. Well, like your friend said, he was dead. <laughs> I maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> it was definitely dead when I took the picture. I, I don't, I don't want to find out. Like, maybe he is, maybe he's not. Like, like, we, my, when I first bought my property, um, we were clearing the trail out there, and I still to this day don't understand how in the middle of the property, I'm talking about like away from the main road or whatever, there was a riding lawnmower that was buried. And I'm still miffed as to how that riding lawnmower got all the way back there. Mm -hmm. And so we were clearing the trail. Guy pulls the lawnmower out. Now, mind you, we've been, we've walked around the lawnmower. We've walked beside the lawnmower. We've stood, you know, in place close to the seat of the lawnmower. And he actually took the chain and hooked the chain up to the lawnmower, bare hands exposed, all the good stuff, just danger waiting to happen. And he gets back in and just gets there or whatever. He gets back in. Gets ready to pull the lawnmower out, stops on a dime, and I've never seen fear uh, so great in a man's face before. And he just looked, and he just jumped out. He's just like, hey, snake, snake. And I'm just like, okay. So I'm standing there. I got my shotgun. I'm like, all right, you know, no problem. We, we you know, I, I'm prepared for this. This is why I got the shotgun. This, this is the mm-hmm. entire reason why. So we looking, and then I look, and I saw him. And he was coiled up, sitting right there on the seat. Like I said, we've been walking all wow. around this 
lawnmower, and I, I've never seen them. And it's funny because every time I'm out there and when I'm with my kids, like, it's really a discipline for me, like, especially when I'm out there by myself, like, to force myself to wear snake boots, even if it's just like, okay, I'm going to go and fill a feeder. And, you know, I got on, like, whatever comfortable shoes, sneakers or whatever. It's just like, oh, I'm just going to fill a feeder, throw some corn in the feeder, whatever, check a camera, whatever, come back. And it's so easy to just, you know, go out there, just do it, and then hop back in. But it's just like I got to think, like, the one time that I don't, that's the one time that I could mess around and get caught slipping. And when my kids are with me, I'm always telling them. They will tell you, you know, the first rule, watch your feet. Like, I'm mm-hmm. always saying, watch your feet, watch your feet, watch your feet. Like, don't be looking up in the sky. Don't be looking up at the freaking hawks and all this other stuff that are flying around. Watch your feet. So exactly. we pull the thing. The guy pulls it out. And it's funny how his look of fear then became a look of, like, curiosity and what's the word I'm looking for? It's curiosity and amazement so Mm -hmm. we get the snake he hits it with the shovel and didn't really kill it but it was very incapacitated like i don't know like if it's possible for a snake to have a concussion but i i think that's what happened because he just laid out and i you know i'm like okay you know like if you stand back i can go ahead and shoot it and, you know, he's taking the shovel and he's opening it in the mouth and you can see the fangs. And then he finally he takes the shovel and kind of like splits, you know, the the head from the spinal cord, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I think I'm going to take it home and I'm going to get his stuff. I'm like, OK, if that's <laughs> what you want to do, because I got a shotgun. It's loaded. Like I bought it for this. You know, this instance, this is, you know, this is why we, this is what we came for. Like, I, I, I got it. You just wanted to use that shotgun. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, we got a, a freaking, this ain't, you know, Joe's toy pet snake or whatever. You know, this is a timber, Georgia timber rattlesnake. Oh, like, yeah. You know, this ain't, this ain't no fun at the park. And, and they are everywhere. Yeah. So he takes it. And you got to put, you know, the machine that you're using clearing the clearing the trail with, you know, you got to put it on a rollback to get it out. So we finished clearing the trail. Luckily, we didn't see anything else, you know, knock on wood. Everything's been fine. And so he loads up. He takes the snake, chains it down on the back of the uh, rollback, parks the skid steer beside the snake, stretched out on the rollback, and drove off. And I was just like, all right, if that's, you know, God love you. Awesome day. Yeah. (laughs) God love you. But, you know, just don't come back here with that. (laughs) So that's why I say when I see people, and you're not the only, obviously you're not the only one. I see people all the time. Hell, I see people holding them. And they're just stretching them out, and you see all the scales and all that shit. And you see mm-hmm. people with shovels, and they're just like, "Look, ma, no hands!" Like, and all kind of like, mm-mm. nope, nope. So you are just not I'm, doing snakes no. at all. And I get that from my dad because my dad was like that. He, my dad wasn't like a like a big outdoorsman, but mm-hmm. he he wasn't a snake guy at all. 
and I mean, we lived out in the country, so we, we, you know, would have the water moccasin that camped out by the air condition because the water from dripping from the air condition. We had, you know, the snake that was in the in the flower bed next to the house. Like we had all that. And well, I had a snake in the house one time. Okay, yeah. What we're going to do is not tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> I had, all I will say is I had a similar experience to yours where you walked by, except I walked by three or four times while the snake was coiled up by my door while I was moving stuff out of my apartment. And it wasn't wow. till the last time that I saw him. And I'd never been so aggravated because I, a policeman came by. And this is an apartment complex. It wasn't in the city. It was like, it was in North Charleston, South Carolina. I'll never forget it. I lived in North Charleston after college. And it wasn't in the city, but it was like just in the outskirts of the city, just enough that you have to worry about shit like that. Uh-huh. And there was a policeman, and I'm like, Come on, man. Protect and serve. Like, can you take care of this for me? Oh, no, we can't do anything. The hell you mean you can't do anything? Like, come on, nine millimeter. Empty it. Let's go. Like, what what, what are you here for? And luckily, around the corner, there was um, a... Uh, I don't mean to laugh. Oh, you can laugh. I don't care. I mean... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So you called the police on no, the he snake? Was dro- no, he was driving by. Protect and serve. <laughs> he was driving by. He just waved him down. I mean, do your job, pal. <laughs> <laughs> granted, okay. it was. Granted, this was two. Let's say I graduated uh, college two thousand. This was like oh one oh two ish. Gotcha. So I was, you know, pretend he's a black man. Come on, like. <laughs> Oh God, no! Help me me out here, but long story, long story short, I ended up. um, One of my neighbors actually knew one of the guys that was like around the corner that was like a you know like a nuisance remover or whatever because they they're big on the nuisance guys down there because they have a lot of people have alligators. Mm-hmm. Um, right. in their yards and stuff like that. So the nuisance guy was there, and he came and took care of it, disposed of it, and all that other good stuff. But, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad that turned I, out I mean, well for I, you. I mean, that's the, I mean, now, and like I said, that was when I was fresh out of college. You know, I really wasn't big in the outdoors, so I didn't have, like, any weapons or anything like that. But now, shit, uh, I got shotguns. I got pistols. <laughs> like, there right. is, I don't go into the woods without either a shotgun or a pistol. Like are your snake boots, remember. Be disciplined your snake, wear your, and your snake, snake boots. Boot and my snake boots. I, I right, keep them in my right. truck. I keep them right. in my truck. Even if it's just a, a short trip on the ATV, I still Safety I, first. Yep, always. Yep. Cause then I won't be able to 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 bring great podcasts to the people if I don't wear my exactly. snake Exactly. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just recently had a snake um right at my front door oh, a boy. couple we, weeks ago. We just want to continue with the snake stories, do we? Well, hey, that's <laughs> what we're here for. <laughs> no, no, bring awareness. That is not what we came here for. <laughs> <laughs> bring awareness to the people. <laughs> that, that is definitely not what we came here for. <laughs> 
You never know. Somebody might need this knowledge. That, you know, that is true. That is true. But, yeah, the snake was right at the door. It was a little baby snake, but um, it had to go as well. Wow. So I was on my way walking inside of the house, and I was like, really? Really? And see, that that's the thing, like... You know, when I see king snakes or big black snakes or whatever, like, out there, like, it's kind of like a mutual, like, tip of the head. It's like, all right, I see you. You do your job. I'll leave you alone. If you out here eating up poisonous snakes and keeping the woods safe, you know what? I don't care if you are long and I can't see where your body ends. You know what? Just you do your business. I'll leave you alone. As long, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't, I don't mess with those, but... Mm-mm. Anything outside of that, we we gonna have a discrepancy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, my motto is if you if the snake is near me, it's gonna die. I don't care, poisonous <laughs> or non-poisonous, it's gonna die. I'm I'm minding my business. <laughs> so yeah, some somehow or another, I I I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's gonna die. So, well, I think we have, we definitely, we've delved into uh, a tangent on on snakes, which I was not expecting. Are you ready for deer season? Do you got everything? Um, Outside of um, that hog, are you, are you ready? You got everything together? You got all your spots and everything? I'm definitely ready. I'm excited. Um, I'll be bow hunting in Sorry about that. Second uh, technical difficulty. It is uh, hard when you're trying to do this stuff when you're on the road and whatnot. But let's put a bow oh, on I... this last uh, last little bit of the interview, and I will get you out of here. Because I was saying before my uh, card completely hit the uh, crap the bed on me. You know, going into deer season, being ready for deer season, you know, you said you got all your stands and everything. The one question that I want to ask that I I always like to ask because I'm always curious, what is your hunting height? Like, how high up do you like to be? Are you a standard 15-foot gal? Are you getting up there high-fiving God? Like, what's your (laughs) hunting height? Oh, no, I'm a standard. Just simple. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't really think you have to get up that high. Right. Like I was saying, I don't disturb my area. I'm not going in there, obviously, with perfume on and, you know, Chanel all the five. different chemicals and stuff like that. And when, I, when I'm when i in the woods or in the tree stand, I'm quiet as a mouse. They don't know I'm there. Mm. Play the wind, all that good stuff. Exactly. So I don't feel like I have to be that high up. To get a kill. Right, right. I'm always amazed by that because I talk to guys, especially guys that use climbers. And, and after last season, I, I've i become a predominantly climber guy. I like using, um, using a climber. And talking to those guys, like some of those guys, they're 25, 30, 35 feet in the air on up. And, you know, they're successful, so, you know, hey, if what works for you, if you're successful, yeah. more more power to them. But exactly. that's just that's not really my my bowl and my cup of tea. Yeah. So, to each his own. Yeah, exactly, to each mm-hmm. his own. Charlena, 
despite technical difficulties, despite issues, I want to say thank you for taking the time to come through and uh, kick it with me here on the show. Before we get out of here, let folks know where they can find you. I know you got a Facebook group, you got Instagram, you got Facebook, all that stuff. Let folks know where they can find you. You can find me on my personal page, Charlena McNeil. You can find me on my hunting page, The Huntress Woods, Facebook. You can also find me on Instagram, The Huntress Woods. Awesome. Awesome. All great platforms, all great content. Good luck to you this year. No deer season. Good luck on getting after those hogs. Like I said, when you when you get that hog down and you you get it get that hog together, just let me know where I can come and get my barbecue. Or you know, I'll <laughs> I'll make the trip all the way down there for for a decent uh, plate of barbecue. I'll definitely let you know. And thanks for having me. It was awesome. I appreciate. Thank that. you for what you're doing as well. Oh well, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, it, you're welcome. It's a lot of fun. So. A lot of work, but a lot of fun. So, I, so I'm enjoying it. So we'll, you know, maybe after the end of deer season, we can get you back on and you can uh, give us another adventure, uh, give us an update on your adventures. I should say, minus the uh, minus the snakes. <laughs> Most definitely. Most right. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Brightland. All right, one more time for Charlotte McNeil, the Huntress Woods man. She, like I said, definitely intriguing. One of a kind woman out here doing it in the outdoors. Really enjoy talking to her. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed talking to her as well, man. I always love it when I get a good guest and a good guest, and we just sit back and uh, kick it and just start talking about hunting. Did not expect to go off on the tangent about rattlesnakes, but. We did, and it, it's, you know, like I said, it, those those things are dangerous. I am not a fan. I try to stay away from them, but nevertheless, had a great time talking to uh, Charlena, and hopefully she will come back on here someday soon. Before I get ready to get up on out of here, man, I just want to remind y'all, BryantLandCountry.com. BryantLandCountry.com is the website. We got everything Bryantland on that website, man. Make sure y'all go online, check it out. Check out the shop page. We got merchandise. We got past podcasts and the archives. We got videos that we've put together. Hopefully here soon we'll get some hunting uh, vids and be able to uh, to update that and get some hunting vids out there for you. But BryantLandCountry.com. One-stop shopping for everything Bryant Lamb. Make sure you go out and you support the fine sponsors that support the Bryant Land Show, starting with Onyx Hunt. Know where you stand with the number one hunting app, Onyx Hunt. I use it every time I'm out in the woods. You should, too. Traeger Grills. We are a part of the Traeger Nation as a Traeger ambassador. Make sure you get out there Temperatures dropping a little bit. Even better, now is an even better time to get out there, get your grill on, Traeger, be part of the Traeger Nation just like we are. Hope you guys have a great week. Hope you guys are out there. Like I said, the seasons are open, man. Fall, football is back. 
dove season, early goose, of course, deer season. There's still hogs running around. So much to be done to enjoy the outdoors. Get on those ATVs, ride those trails. I mean, we're getting close to the official start of fall. Summer's winding down. Great time to be in the outdoors. Hopefully you are too because I plan on definitely getting out there and enjoying it. And make sure you guys come back here next week for another episode of The Brian Land Show.